Shalom Alechem, good Shabbos. What is up, everyone? Happy Friday. Let's jump right in to some Chochmah. I saw someone talk about this. Really interesting. Some people aren't actually in love. They're in love with the thought of being in love. Right? Right away, you probably think of high school relationships where people are just doing things. They, they're in love with the thought of holding hands, not with the person's personality and everything or, or everything about them. They like the thought of loving someone. So they want to cuddle and they want to connect. But I don't know. This comes down to a deeper thing I was thinking about. Like, is that everyone though? So people might say, ah, well, I actually am in love. Well, are they just in love with certain things and that vessel just so happens to bring those things. It's it's not that they're actually in love with that vessel, the person. So when they say, I love you, Katie, they might really mean like, I love holding hands on the beach. I love that I can vent to you. And I love that I find you attractive. And so I love you because you are all those things, not actually authentically just Katie themselves. But I guess that's just love in general, right? I don't know. It just makes me think about this. And, and so what do you think that means? That some people aren't actually in love. They're in love with the thought of being in love. So is it that the fantasies and like I said, holding hands on the beach and just these other superficial things, is that what they're in love with? You tell me. There's a poetic quote. Before you knew them, you didn't. Before you started that thing, you didn't. Before you owned that thing, you didn't. What does this mean? It means basically we were fine before. We existed before. We got by before. So you can get by again. Just keep that in mind. Going off that, another cool thing, and I actually use this all the time now. Everything you've ever needed, you already have. If you don't believe me, how are you reading this right now? If you didn't have everything we already need, or everything you already need, we wouldn't be alive this very second. This feeling right now, right now that you have when you go, oh, right, I am alive right now. And like everything I have has led me to this point of being alive and surviving. That feeling you have right now is gratitude. That's being grateful. You're like, oh, wow. I truly, right now, technically don't need anything extra in my life. Everything I've got, I need. I need, And that's all. And uh, So never forget that. Is everything you've ever needed, you already have right now. Hot take alert. Is someone mentioned that we need suffering and violence to change the world and revolutionize. Suffering and violence is small compared to the amount in which nothing changes. If nothing changes, then there's way more suffering and violence than if people just decide to take a stance. I agree, and in a movie, Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee even says, resistance always follows oppression. Ethan Hawke said he doesn't think we die. We don't understand the divine concept. The divine, by the way, like it's what people often use to describe the unfathomable the essence, the being, God, okay, the divine. So we don't understand the divine concept of time. We don't understand the same way a dog doesn't understand a clock. And he says that's why he doesn't think we die, because time's a deeper thing. Moving on, folks, understand we're all screwed up. Do not be hard on yourself from now on. From here on out, don't be hard on yourself. Remember when we were a kid and we skinned our knee, we would go to our caregivers and they would bandage us up. They'd hold us, say everything's okay. We felt a world better and we went back out to play. We thought mom and dad could take care of us. We thought they had it all under control. We couldn't wait to be an adult and have it all under control as well. Well, in reality, our parents, they were winging it. They probably still are, just saying. 
and they don't understand everything. Do not be hard on yourself if you're trying your best. It is a simple reminder. We're all a little screwed up and just figuring it out as we go. It reminds me of Mary's room problem where there are things we hear all the time and then it's not till we're older. We're like, ah, okay, now I get it. That's Mary's room. Because for those listening to the podcast for the first time, I'll make it really quick. Mary is an expert on color. She knows everything about color down to the electromagnetic wave. She knows every single color in the world. However, she lives in a black and white room and always has. I honestly forget what I was talking about because uh, my client just called me. But anyways, let's move on. This year, there were three physicists that won the Nobel Prize. Okay, and I know we never talk about Nobel Prizes anymore, it's, but they're so cool. Like These are people changing the world every year and no one knows about it. So they won it for proving that the universe isn't locally real. This is Now, this is, these words are very specific, okay? So real means that objects have def- definite properties independent of observation. Okay, that's, what's a, that's what a real thing is, independent to observation. They have definite properties okay so like this so a table in front of me is real right now because despite how i look at it where i look at it it's gonna have the four corners it's gonna look like a table so that's real now uh, an apple can be red even when no one's looking okay so that's a real apple local means objects can only be influenced by their surroundings and that any influence can't travel travel faster than light okay uh, and so, so let's break that down, right? So objects being influenced by surroundings. That means an apple being hit by a, a bullet. The bullet cannot travel faster than light. Um, and so that means it's local. That, that, that's a local thing is the apple being hit by a bullet. Okay. Cause that apple's influenced by its surroundings. The, the bullet is its surroundings or, or it could be the rain hitting the apple, right? That's a local thing happening. Um, is local because the bullet cannot hit the apple from a thousand miles away. It has to be at the apple. So remember that these people won the Nobel Prize for proving the universe is not locally real. <laughs> okay, so now that you know those two things, this means that they pretty much just proved that objects can, from different observations, from different areas, can do not have into uh, definite properties okay that they don't have definite properties from different observations this is really crazy so things can change depending how you look at it or whatever which so there aren't real things in the universe and then it's not locally real meaning that the the uh things i'm I'm just reading definitions by the way because this is really complicated that the things can be influenced um Things can be can be influenced not by their surroundings, okay? Which means things, I guess, travel through black holes and whatnot. And so, like, it kind of questions reality in general. Like, it makes you go, like, holy shit. We are literally a holographic fabric of reality that we just construct made-up things all the time to feel alive, to split cells into twos, fours, eights, and sixteens. Like, we're always trying to spread DNA. Like, that is literally it. And then we construct all this poetic facacta that only we understand. Animals don't get what we're saying, at least we, unless, except for dolphins, because dolphins rule the world secretly. But it's like that's crazy. The, the universe isn't locally real because of those definitions. Ugh. And I'm just gonna say it one more time and then move on, because otherwise I'll just sit here literally reading this over and over. And that's my ADD right there. So 
remember real is objects they have a definite property independent of observation so an apple can be read even when no one's looking uh, whereas local it's objects that can only be influenced by their surroundings and that the influence isn't faster than light okay and so that the universe both those things like it is not locally real that means the red apple uh can be influenced by things not close to it um yeah and the things that are influenced by things close to them can look or have a finite uh not no sorry not finite um can have indefinite indefinite properties dependent on observation so think things that change like things are always changing it's just like really trippy that it's just everything we think is truth is not. So it's just, anyways, let's move on. Today's modern struggle is that phones are like casino slot machines. That's the modern struggle. It's, you know, the compilation of sugar in our everyday foods that are just getting us addicted to everything. That's the modern day struggle. No longer do we have to worry about the world wars and this and that and like other famines. And it's just like the modern day struggle is that tech struggle. Plants and drugs have been synthesized to make you addicted forever. Remember that. Porn gets you addicted and takes away libido. Okay, this is our modern struggle. Nobody is here to help us. You are the last line of defense. You have to help yourself. There was this guy on TikTok. It, to me, this made no sense. So tell me, please, if you understand what he's saying. The best things come to us in life when we are not searching for them. By detaching, we actually attract. This made zero sense to me. Again, maybe I don't understand. I'm going to assume he's referring to a concept called detaching from outcomes, which I've discussed on the podcast before. And I'll explain briefly. If you have a goal to make a million dollars, and if you do not detach from that outcome of making a million dollars, you will miss opportunity that gets you there. Because remember, to actually have a million dollars is a lot different than to find a client to pitch a deal to. And so if you are see an opportunity, if you see an opportunity to pitch a deal to somebody and you say, that isn't me making a million dollars, that's a waste of time because you're now distracted by the outcome. So I think on TikTok, this guy was kind of saying best things in life come when you aren't searching for them. So like if you ditch the goal, focus on the KPI being find deals to make money, then again, you're not searching for the million dollars. You're actually just you're you've you've in essence seen opportunities to get there and fallen in love with those opportunities so that's why he says by detaching we attract by detaching from that outcome of making a million you attract opportunity because now you're looking for opportunities to make a million but but by ditching it completely by forgetting the end goal how could you even set up the kpi to attract and i don't know that's why it's a little trippy but i think i get what they're saying folks truly truly the only thing standing in our way is ourselves. If you now, I know you're thinking of a ton of case studies where you're like, ah, in this situation, that's false. In this situation, every truth is a half truth. However, if you strip it back, that is pretty damn close to a law of the universe. Okay, because because like, let's take someone in the projects in Compton, and they're like, okay, I, how could you say I'm, I'm holding myself back? Like, I can't get out of the neighborhood. I just can't afford tuition for school to get a job. I, I, I can only sweep the floors. Technically speaking you can get out technically speaking you are holding yourself back because you can work the job and go 
living in a different neighborhood with six other people in the house instead of you and a few others, um, you can, you, you are holding yourself back in that situation instead of going out and searching for change. And now that's different than a person who does go out and actively searches for change and then gets shut down. There's a difference there because like, let's say a person does try to make the change and they just fail, 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 fail. Now, life's longer than we think. In my opinion, a person, if they just kept doing that, at some point they'd strike. However, I get it. Hypothetically, hypothetically, someone could always fail always and never succeed even though they took the leap and say, Zev, I told you so. I tried and I couldn't get out. And But at least they tried. And, and so they, they, weren't, they weren't the reason they didn't succeed. Like they went for it. Okay. They didn't hold themselves back. And that's why here it says, truly, you're the only thing standing in your way. Once you get out of your own way, okay, sure, other things can get in the way. But I I don't have too, too much sympathy when someone doesn't try everything possible to get out of their own way. Because in their mind, they start to create the beliefs, right? They start to create the belief that, oh, I failed three times. Well, someone taught me that failing three times means I should quit, you know? And where I was, I'm here to teach you the belief that you fail 20, 30 times before you quit, right? Like, um, anyways, okay, I'm going to hit with three more things and then I'm out and we got to move on. Uh, I got things to do today. I'm going to be late. So if you're stuck in a rut, this is actually really interesting. I never thought of doing this. Start doing the opposite to that of your impulses. Our gut reaction is simply old programming. That's what blew my mind. I didn't think about those people. So our gut reactions are old programs. They're there to protect us, and clearly it's not serving you anymore. Because back in the day, like we've, you guys all know this, that your body says keep smoking because yesterday smoking technically kept you alive because you woke up today. However, we know in the long run it will kill you. So same thing is our, our gut reactions. People are like, oh, trust your gut. I couldn't disagree more with trusting your gut unless your programming is there. But who knows if your programming is there? So what I'm saying is, it, your gut reaction is always your subconscious programming. And if you're wondering, why aren't I doing things? Why aren't, th- like, why aren't I getting things right? Why aren't I moving on in life? Look at your subconscious programming. What is the info you're taking in? You either look at the info you're taking in or you look at your outcomes and you have to reverse engineer both and you'll find out what's going on. And so, yeah, I love this. It's not serving you anymore. Those old programs that did serve you to get you to where you are today, they just aren't serving you anymore. Let them go. Drop the baggage. It's slowing you down. So start doing the opposite. Like you get gut reactions of like, uh, like for example, I get home at night these days. My gut reaction is to sit in the basement for 30 minutes and schmooze with my brother. Well, guess what? Instead of going to bed at 10, I go up at, at 1030 and then I'm in bed by, you know, quarter 11 or 11. It's too late for me. And so like I myself, my gut tells me I need to relax because it's been a long day. This is my gut tells me that after a long day, you relax. No, I need to just for five to 10 more minutes, schwitz. Schwitzing's Yiddish for sweating or hustling. So like for five more minutes, I have to schwitz, get ready for bed. I know it's boring. It does, I, I, that's not relaxing for me. It's just like get teeth brushed, clothes packed for the next day, food packed for the next day. It only takes me five to 10 minutes. But then I do that, I'm good. And then I, I can, and that's opposite to my gut reaction. So if, if you're in a rut, you have to start doing the opposite of everything and get out of that old programming. Uh, for, yeah, there's a million examples in my life I could tell you, and it's been working. So anyways, um, I, and now I, I mentioned here, I always like to comment on my own things I learned here. This could get you into deep waters. Be careful. I don't, I don't know why I put that, but I guess 
Oh, I know. It could get you in deep waters because what if some of your programming is helpful getting in the right direction? You don't want to go opposite to that. But then some aren't. So you do want to go opposite to that. So what? Now you're supposed to, again, rely on other subconscious programming to know which programs to follow and which not. Like that sounds like programming exception. That's just not realistic. That's why it could get you into deep waters. And I hate to be this guy, but so because you just don't have a crystal ball and you don't know which programs are going to suit you, you have to go back to Eckhart Tolle and accept, accept everything. That's how you're at peace so that you don't have to rely on, oh, this program's good. This program is bad. No, those are constructs. Those are labels, definitions, beliefs that have been fed. And now, and so if you just latch onto that, now you're a pain body, you're, you're unconscious. Whereas if you just everything going on, you say, you know what? I'm going to just accept this programming. I'm not going to actually name it. This programming is not good, bad. It just is. It just is. That, there's a concept in Hasidus, which is like the interpretations of Torah. And it's called Tzimtum. And that's what it is. It's like, it's the, the, the nothingness. The nothingness that has created the world. Because that nothing, the world's physical and the nothingness is not physical. So, that yeah, you just have to accept and... Your your subcon your, your your programming, not just subconscious, unconscious programming too, is symptom. It just is the essence. Okay, uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. Perspective is everything, people. So you could say nobody gives a shit and feel down on yourself, or you could say nobody gives a shit and be like, okay, I can do whatever I want. Those are same words, different perspectives. It's like I saw a meme where. A person was standing in the corner all sad saying nothing matters. And he was sad because people were dancing in the middle and he's in the corner saying nothing matters. And then it flips. The next slide is the people dancing, looking at the sad boy in the corner saying nothing matters. And that's why they're dancing. Get it? So nothing matters can be positive or negative. Anyways, folks, that's it. I got to go. I'm actually super late. So I have like five minutes to get out of here. Take care. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Good Shabbos, my mishpoche. And enjoy your Friday, my goyim. See you later.